Hey guys, Travis Greenlee here with Epic Man Radio, rattling the cage and reigniting the fire. Just like you, we have a burning desire to share our message. We know how desperately you want to get this out to the world. The fire is burning hot, deep in your soul, and it beckons to be unleashed. You may not know what it is, or maybe you're certain what it is. Either way, the world is ready and waiting for you to step through your fear so they can benefit from your life experience and wisdom. Rattling the cage and reigniting the fire. You're listening to Epic Men Radio. All right, guys. Hey, welcome back to Epic Men Radio. It's an absolute pleasure and an honor to have you with us. Now, today's guest expert is Brad Axelrad. Let me tell you a little bit about him. As a consultant, an event producer, speaker, author, Brad supports other visionaries to face their dragon and to share their message, helping them to become successful by doing what they truly want to do by sharing their voice to benefit others. He's produced over 100 live events with other top thought leaders and best-selling authors by transforming the lives of thousands. As a magnetic attractor at media outlets, he's been featured on such notable media outlets as NBC News, PBS, OC Register, LA Times, the USC News 21. I mean, I could go on and on. Brad, you have been around, buddy. It's an absolute pleasure and an honor to have you with us. How are you, man? Uh, it's great to be here, dude. It's awesome. Right on. Well, so you're checking in from Costa Rica today, huh? I'm in Costa Rica, shirtless in Costa Rica. Ah, oh, God dang, man. I mean, talk about living the dream. And, you know, <laughs> we, we were talking a little bit about it prior to the, uh, the episode here. And so this is something you've been working towards for 10 years. Right? I mean, the planning and strategizing and really beginning to move forward to creating this. So, so let's start there. Let's talk a little bit more about your background and, you know, where you've come from. You've got such a fascinating background with the motocross and just, I mean, all the, you know, the highs and the lows, the twists yeah. and the turns. What got you here? What got yeah, you to man. Costa Rica today? Plenty of all of those highs, lows, twists, turns, literally, energetically, emotionally. Um, you know, I've, uh, I grew up the youngest of uh, a pretty big family, mostly older brothers, right? And all, all these three older brothers would kick my butt in, in a great way. And it was, there, was, there was this challenging experience of, of, you know, my oldest brother was a motorcycle guy and a snow skier. I'm like, man, I want to do that. Like, that, that's, that's me. So started skiing a lot. That's kind of where it started. But I always had this dream to race motocross. Like that was just something that was in my DNA. It's like, I want to be a motocross racer. So, um, you know, I, I did whatever I could to, to figure out how to, to uh, be the best, most focused motocross racer I po possibly could. I rode four days a week. I raced semi-professionally. I almost went pro. Uh, I've, I mean, I've actually beat a couple of the local uh, pros. So, you know, geez, 40 days a year in Tahoe, just water skiing, the Delta, you know, lots of, just a lot of crazy shit all the time and just push the envelope four wheeling and, you know, and that kind of set the ground for me to get into the transformational space. Uh, but that, that's sort of the, the simple background is that I was an adrenaline junkie for a long time. I love it, brother. And again, you're speaking to our tribe here. We've got you know, a tribe full of adrenaline junkies. In fact, it's one of our four pillars of strength is that whole fun and adventure, you know, living a life that you truly want and not all about having stuff and the material stuff, but more importantly is the adventure, you know, doing cool things in your life. And you are certainly uh, the poster child of that. 
<laughs> I guess you could say that. Uh, street bikes, uh, travel, uh, you know, now sort of the, the, the most recent exploration, or I should back up and say that that the transformational space, it was an outer game for a long time, like, you know, all the physical body while I was young, how can I use my body and explore this sort of physic physicality and push the envelope that way? And then I kind of went the other way internally into the transformational space. How can I explore the mind and transform the scariest aspects of myself, these dragons or fears that are way bigger than a motocross track? Like they're way gnarlier, especially for us men. We're scared as shit to like own the fact that we're afraid or that we've got these challenges or fears. And then sort of the transformational space then led into um, kind of the psychedelic space, the plant medicine with shaman and really exploring how how to really face your dragon in a huge way on incredible plant medicine. So that's part of the reason I'm down here is to explore legal shaman-led plant medicine. Wow, dude, that is so fascinating. Oh my God, I'm mean, going to get out there and just get high as a kite on all natural stuff, right? I'm mean, going to yeah, be able to, to, and not just about getting high, but it's about exploring and it's about getting into that inner game. And so absolutely fantastic. And I, I think, again, so many guys just really envy that. You know, we get so tied into our families and, and our mortgages and the car bills and this and that, and our businesses. And, and also we feel so trapped and we feel so overwhelmed. And I think secretly, a lot of us are like, oh, God, if we could just go to Costa Rica and hang out and just get in the mind space and be free. Uh, God, dude. what a dream. So, man, what a I'm, wonderful I'm like thing. grieving as, you're, as, you, as you brought up the mortgage and all that stuff. Like I chase that. I have my broker's California uh, real estate broker's license. Like I chase the real estate dream. I own multiple properties, cars, motorcycles you know, all of that stuff, BMWs for the last like 17 years and longer actually. And, and just the point is like, I chased the things thing mm. and, and that just doesn't serve me anymore at 43 years old. It's like, what's next? How much can you, how much more can you take? And I call it chasing the dragon. It's like, how much of this can you do mm. until you just get sort of full or, or empty one or the other, right? Right. Bur burned out. I think I burned out a too. lot of burnout as well. So interesting. So you've done the material thing. I mean, I know you've grown up in Southern California and obviously very materialistic out there. I grew up there as well. I mean, it was yeah. a, a lot of fun, but man, it's all about that, that chasing the stuff, like more yeah. stuff. And it's, remember the saying was, uh, and it's so funny, it's such an 80s saying, but the one who dies with the most toys wins. Ah, remember <laughs> that? Thing, I mean, it's so funny. And, and now it's just so the opposite. Now it's like, you know, those that die with the least toys, right? And what by the experiences and really understanding that it's not about the stuff, it's much more about the freedom and just being real and being authentic and finding your own power within, yeah, right? It's, you know, it, I agree completely. And there, there's, there's part of you or part of us, I believe, that needs to go through that to really recognize that one, I forget if it was Jim Carrey, so yeah, I think it was Jim Carrey because there's a meme floating around social media and it says something, man, I wish everybody could get everything they've ever wanted. So they realize that that's not it, you know? Yep. And, and, and that's, so unfortunately it kind of leads us, at least in my experience, I was using a lot of drugs and alcohol and like chasing the dragon in every aspect of my life, sort of running for myself or running towards something that I thought would provide either relief or joy or a short, a short burst or orgasm of, of bliss, you know, womanizing, whatever it was. And, all that stuff was great and fun, but um, eventually I think 
I think we just get to the point, at least as a single man, that there's something, something deeper, something more meaningful. Where, where does our mission come into play? Where, where, where does the purpose come in play? You know, David Data talks so much about that, mm-hmm. that if a man is in between purposes, he's really struggling and really, really hurting. So mm-hmm. I'm going to challenge you men and, and you, Travis, and myself mm-hmm. to kind of think about where I'm uh, just distracting myself without actually sitting in, in the shit and feeling it. I had, a, I had a friend of mine who was a Buddhist monk for years kind of challenged that of me 10 years ago. When are you, Brad, when are you going to finally slow down and just sit in it? Mm. And he was a trainer for peak potentials. He was on my board of advisors. And I said, ah, whatever, you know, yeah, whatever. I'm just doing it. Yeah. You're like, do you see the new Beamer I got, man? This yeah, is what right. gives me joy. I don't want to sit in pain. I want to be, you know, <laughs> what does what does he know? Does he does he does he know the girl I just had sex with yesterday? You know all right. this egoic bullshit that that's you know it's important for our competitive core aspect of of our masculine, um, but but also we you know we still have this spiritual essence of ourselves that needs to be grounded and or and or splattered into the fabric and experiencing something higher than our ego or our or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Right, brother. I love it. Absolutely love it. And all our guys are going to love this as well. Cool. What was the defining moment for you? Again, you, you know, Orange County, you had the stuff, you had the yeah. success and all everything else. What was it in terms of a potential breakdown or a challenge or a failure or what was it that yeah. had you really begin to move and shift into this direction into well i know i i I mean the the, sorry the 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 quick answer is massive pain but and that was that was ongoing for years hence the reason i distracted myself all over the place with with everything that i did motocross was just an escape deep down from from my from my pain in the end um but are you talking are you talking physical pain are you talking emotional pain emotional pain like just just all the childhood pain that that guys are too afraid to admit and too tough to to admit that we're carrying around and we just "Ah, whatever we shouldn't have those pains or yeah so so that was that was me sort of um anesthetizing or self-medicating for a long time which was great, but I was simply pattern matching with adrenaline. So I had all these cra- this crazy shit go on in my house growing up. No, no physical or sexual abuse, but a lot of just crazy chaotic shit. So I would, I would attract scenarios or people or, or do things that would pattern match that frequency and create the same chemical experience, whatever it was, adrenaline, cortisol. So, but, but what actually happened was as I was living the dream, I was mortgage broker in Orange County doing what you said, you know, yeah. and Right. Had the gorgeous fiance and the yeah. convertible BMW, and like I was yeah. doing it. You know, successful, I mean, was, right? Successful. Yeah, yeah. Successful. You have you have a similar story, I know, oh, with, yeah. the, with the Saab convertible in Orange County, but <laughs> so, and, and maybe you'll speak to that. But but simply, my I, I thought I was living the dream, and I was making a ton of money in real estate and really killing it, and and. And then I got a, a call from my mom saying, "Hey, you know, your dad's uh, didn't couldn't find his way home." I'm like, "What, what does that mean? Whoa, like, this guy, yeah. this guy works out at 5 a.m. for two hours in the gym every day. He eats really healthy. He's a beast. You know what? What are you talking about?" And sure enough, he ended up having a brain tumor. They gave him four months to a year to live. He died in four months. Whoa! And that that was right when I was at the highest point of my life and you know, and God has a great way of slapping us around saying, ah, you think you can, you think you got it all figured out. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. It's all about you, right? And yeah, yeah. Oh, look, look at what you've done. Look what, look what I've done. done. Yeah. Look at, look how good I am. Look all the shit I've done. I've accomplished. I've got, I've got, 
So anyway, so um, yeah, he ended up passing and, and that was just so opening for me. For, first of all, I, wanted to, I didn't want to be like my dad and die with his legacy and his voice still in him. So if any of you men have this voice that you're holding in that you're afraid to go out and share because it's too scary, I'm going to challenge you to do it now because if you don't, you may fucking die and that thing might still be in you and that would suck. And I could, <laughs> I could think of no worse of a life lived than one dying with our voice still in us. Right. Whatever that is. So, yeah. so, so for me, it was like, man, now is the time. And, and I, I was wailing, like just bawling in my hallway, like, fuck, like, oh my God, I'm in so much pain. But really what I was asking for and what I literally started asking for, it's like, my God, show me my purpose. Mm. I can't die like my fucking dad did with his voice still in him. I won't let that happen to me. It's like, I'm tearing up right now, having this, mm. reliving that experience of like total chills right now, dude, mm. this crazy chills. Like, mm. and then whew, within probably... 10 weeks of that, I was on NBC Nightly News going, whoa, like, I mean, with that level of intensity of asking the universe and praying God, you know, the Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call it, the fabric, the quantum field, to, to pull that into my experience, it was like that, man. Unbelievable. I mean, how fast things can turn around. Really like, fast. When, when you get clear, when you have that sense of clarity, right? Amen. Through breakdown, through challenge, through crisis. I mean, this would clearly, you know, be defined as as crisis, right? I mean, the breakdown and, uh, and your your dad and everything around it, but able to turn that around. So, what was it for you then? I mean, again, and not only for you, but so the rest of the guys can get this as well, because there's, you know, we know guys are hurting these days. I mean, man, we're having our asses handed to us. We're overwhelmed. We're upside down. We're lying to ourselves. Just all that shit that's going on right now. So through that experience and the death of your father and to be able to turn around to where all of a sudden you're on NBC and like, you know, the celebrity, like things that people work an entire lifetime or career to, to push and to struggle and to get to that place. And it just like naturally happened to you, like landed in your lap. What was it? What was it that really allowed that to happen? Well, you know, it was like, it was like I, I literally got beaten into submission and then into surrender to the point where, where, you know, if we don't get the feather tickling us to wake up, we'll get a brick. If the brick doesn't freaking do it, here comes the Mack truck, right? So I know, I know you guys, I've certainly had that experience where I'm like, I've got these intuitive hits, these intuitive nudges. Ah, let me just ignore that. And then bam, like, okay, now I got that. So so after that experience, what, what, what happened for me was um, I, I got to this place where I recognized that I just, there was nothing left to do but to serve. And I was like, use my body as a vessel of service to humanity. I am done chasing all of the ego shit, the women, the drugs, the adrenaline, the whatever it was. It was like, it was like, that's not serving me anymore. And this had been coming for a couple years, but it, it hit me. Mm. So the feather had been tickling me for a couple years. The brick smacked me. But then when my dad died, the Mack truck came. That was it, man. Damn. Rolled over your head, didn't it? I mean, it's a, Dude, into submission. I, I love that. Into submission. You surrendered. You finally surrendered to something that's so much more powerful and so much larger than yourself, than our own little yeah. egos that we feel yep. are so important. You you were able to break that down and let that go. Oh, man. Yeah, the self importance piece is a big one. We get so self important, and it's and it's interesting because you know that to have that level of confidence to go out and do what we need to do as men and warriors, and go out and take mm -hmm. freaking arrows in our back. Like mm -hmm. we still need to have that warrior spirit, but but how do we 
how do we encapsulate the spiritual aspect of that? And, and, and you know, and really it's like the, um, uh, why am I forgetting the, the peaceful warrior? Like that, that, that style yeah. of, yeah. You know, yeah, we still need to have the motherfucker energy, the warrior, which I've done a lot of men's teamwork. I've done, I don't know, probably four or five years of almost weekly meetings of men's teamwork, which is a lot of that warrior aspect. Mm. But then there's the wizard aspect, right? So, so how, do we, how do we shift from sort of prince to king? And that's, that's the transition that started to happen when my dad died. It forced me into that cycle a little bit uh, faster archetype, archetypally. How do you say that? <laughs> Easy enough to say. Powerful, man. So making yeah. that transition, how about then as things begin to take off for you? Again, like you said, you know, you're on the news and you're, yeah. you know, you're starting to produce these events. You started to connect with these celebrities and, and clearly, I mean, your confidence shot through the roof, you know, being able to like, number one, get out of bed, you know, and, and, well, and yeah. so how about that? What was that transition like? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the confidence. Okay. So I got thrusted in front of large audiences, not by, not by my conscious asking, but by, but by my higher self saying, get in front of people, create impacts. So, so here mm -hmm. I'm standing in front of hundreds of people on a regular basis mm -hmm. at my events. These are my events. I'm in a suit like doing it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, my buddy Pat Finn was, was our, our, our opening, uh, uh, the grand opening uh, speaker. He was, he's the host of like the Joker's Wild and mm -hmm. Shop Till You Drop, the California Lottery, Big mm -hmm. Spin TV show. Like he's a major celebrity. And, he, and I'm like, who am I to be hosting this freaking event with a couple hundred people and raw food and all this stuff? So I had, a, I, had a, I had an opera singer there and a violinist. Like, I mean, we did it up, right? Nice. People at this grand opening event in Irvine. And I'm like, wow, I'm about to go on stage. Somehow this thing's manifesting through me and channeling through me. So that was the first event. Huh. And then that just kept leading into bigger and bigger events with bigger speakers. And, you know, so now they're all my friends and, and peers. I've been blessed to become a founding member of the Association of Transformational Leaders with the likes of like Don Miguel Ruiz and Gay Hendricks and Jack Canfield. Like these people are in my speed dial. They're friends. Like I see them on a regular basis. I interviewed Miguel Ruiz for uh, the four agreements for my for my first podcast, Gay Hendricks was my second podcast guest. So <laughs> that's crazy. It's like it, I mean, you're you know, like some total industry leaders, like the the top players in our space. Yeah. And you're all, hey, want to come on my show? They're like, yeah, Brad, I love you. It's like, yeah, of course, wow. dude. Like, I'll text them, hey, dude, you would come on my show. So sometimes it's not even a matter of asking. It's like, dude, I need you on the show. All right. Yeah, where do you want me to show up? Now that's, you know, that is connection right there. You know, to create that. And that's something that we all want and that we all yeah. aspire to. And again, we, we work and we strive and we struggle and we, all those things. And you're saying, oh no, through your experience, it's not about that struggling and it's not about that striving. It's yeah. letting that stuff happen. Well, it's a different, it's a different struggle. I think we, I think there's the tennis match that, that, that happens in the beginning, you know, the freaking ping pong and back and forth of your, your resisting and your forcing and your, you know, power versus force back and forth, back and forth, power mm -hmm. versus force. And then, you know, as men, we want to push. I mean, we're designed to do that physically. It's, right. you know, women are designed to receive physically and energetically. And so, so there, it's important to have that push and to really be this powerful force. Um, uh, but there's there's so much more opportunity when we learn to, to to do some of that, but then sit back and allow it and sort of dance and just play with this quantum field. 
Yeah, it's it's just a dance, man, brother. I'm just so I'm so inspired. We are so inspired about it. Let's talk about your success. You know, if you could boil it down, because you've had a bunch of them. God, you've had a bunch of them. What would you attribute to really being your top success? And with that, what has that done for you? You know, as far as your career, your lifestyle, your freedom, like who you are. What was the success, and and how's it gotten you where you are, where you are now? Well, it's, it's interesting because when I hear success, my first thought of, um, of money, you know, you know that, that kind of came to mind and I'm like, ah, that doesn't sit well. And then, you know, so, so, so to answer your question, I think, I think um, integrity first and foremost, um, when, I got, when I got invited by Marsha Weeder and Mari Smith to join the Association of Transformational Leaders, and Marsha has been on Oprah several times, she's, she's one of the biggest in our industry, she goes, Brad you must be here because of your integrity. And, and, I, and I looked at her and I said, you know what? Thank you because, because it feels good to be seen in that way. And I hadn't really had somebody say that. So first and foremost, integrity. Integrity with yourself, with your addictions, with your distractions, with, with others. Integrity with your wife, with your girlfriend. And, and what does that mean when you say integrity for you anyway? What does that mean? Because it means different yeah. things for different people. Yeah. So what do you mean integrity? Yeah, thank you for thank you for drilling down there. I would say to unpack integrity, it means it means um, you know there's that saying, doing things when someone isn't looking. But but literally, it's like, how do you what's your what's your experience? What's my experience of self care? How do I take care of myself? What's my self talk? And and of course, I'm horrible at that sometimes, and I suck horribly a lot of this stuff. But like, I'm grateful for my parents having brought me up to be good to people, to try to be kind, to, to, to try to, like, be there for them, you know? Um, I've had many of friends. I had a three-bedroom place for a long time in Orange County, and I was just kind of sharing this. Like, I had an open door for people. If they needed somewhere to come stay for a week or two or a month, after a month, I would start charging them. But mm-hmm. I was like, dude, if you need a place to stay for a couple weeks, like, I got your back, man. It'll be an inconvenience. Yeah, it's going to take some of my energy, but I got your back. Just stuff like that, you know, not making it always about yourself. It's, you know, mm-hmm. how can you be of service with clear boundaries? Because that's, that's the other side of it. There's a double-edged sword here. As I've been such a giver, like you talked about Bob sure. Berg, the go-giver, Bob yep. Berg, the go-giver, I've, I've had an experience of um, some people taking advantage or confusing my kindness for weakness. So, so sure. that's, that's the thing. It's like being a giver but having clear boundaries. Got it. Oh, man. And the combination too. So being a good guy, right? I mean, not all about you and not all about your own thing and what's you know, important to you and where you're headed, but you know, looking outside of that and serve. So maybe that servitude aspect of it, you know, leadership. Another thing in terms of integrity is how about being your word, right? So when you say something and you commit to something, actually doing what you say you're going to do. So is that a big part yes. of it? Well? well, of course it is. And there's, there's part of me that's kind of shaking my head going, that's such an of course that it doesn't even need to be said. But unfortunately, some people, thankfully, my parents taught me that. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, a lot of folks need landmark education, for example, to go have their fucking head handed to them to really get the, <laughs> what integrity means and to be in this militaristic, or they need the military literally which thankfully some of the men's teams like the Sterling Institute of Relationship is very stage one to use David Data's terms. Mm-hmm. It's this machismo core one, you know, fucking do what you say you're going to do. Be on time. If you're late, you're doing push-ups. fuck off. Like that mm-hmm. kind of, right? All right. So, so um, 
Yeah, things like that. But I, I just, I, I just, I'm like an of course when I hear that. A fucking right. of course. Right. But you know what? Most so, guys aren't. You know, most most guys aren't. We we talk about it. We talk a mean game, but it really comes down to it. It's like, are we focused on others and serving, and are we really being our word, doing what we say we're going to do, whether it's through business or relationships or with our spouse or whatever it might be. You know, really getting the importance of being in integrity. It's everything. Amen, brother. It's hey, I just, I just closed my Google Chrome down because the internet, I think, was start, starting to get a little boggy here. So uh, I closed that down. It looks like it might help a little bit, but, but you're right, dude. It's, it's all about your word, your, in, your word to yourself, to your spouse, to, right. to your, your brothers, to your, to your commitments, to your purpose. Right. Awesome. What fires you up, man? You know, oh, I mean, you got a lot of stuff going questions. on. Dude, these are so great. You I love I love your questions. At this point, it's uh, it's transformation. It's seeing people waking up to their to their to their gifts to to to, to push through their fears and to use to, to to help people recognize that their fears are their greatest fear is their greatest gift to humanity. Mine was public speaking. I was fucking mortified to speak in front of those people that night. I mentioned mm-hmm. at the grand opening. But, you know, and when NBC Nightly News was there, I was like, who the heck am I to be doing right. this, right? But right. Imposter. I'm an imposter. I'm you know, an imposter. Break, break oh my through God. all that, right? Yeah, they're going to see right through me. And I don't know. I, you know, I'm not a professional speaker, blah, blah, blah. But everyone loved it, right? So, right. I, so what fires me up is really like I'm planning adventure tours down here. That's one of the main reasons I'm here is to really help people uh, come down. And, and I'm actually on a TV show. I think you'd seen that. I'm, I'm on this 10-day this adventure tour with TV show with Neil Donald Walsh, a conversation with God and Brian Tracy and some of these other big, cool people. And, and like that's what fires me up. It's like taking people in the, in the adventure stuff that we do, like yeah. the skiing, the whitewater rafting, like yeah. all that kind of stuff that we'll be doing here. Yep. But having transformation woven into it and getting people into the meditative state and the dropped-in state to really use it and uh. to be able to use it. Uh, dude, sign me up, man. I am ready. I'm ready to get out of the snow right now, you know, a couple dude. months in, and I'm ready to come to Costa Rica and hang out with my boy. Perfect. Nice, dude. Come on down, brother. <laughs> So question I've got in relationship to this and, and what fires you up, and clearly what fires you up is a catalyst to serving and supporting your clients as well. Yeah. So yeah. who are the types of people that you really serve? You know, who is your ideal type of client? And then with that in mind, what kind of challenges specifically are they going through? And then how do you help them with that process as well? Yeah, it's a great question. I think that, that, that first I want to address the challenges first. So, so well, I'll say who it is. So speakers, authors, coaches, messengers, adventure tour facilitators, um, you know, workshop facilitators, event producers, um, mm-hmm. small business owners, but typically in the transformational space. My sweet spot is in with folks who have a burning desire to share a message, but they're not sure how to put it together or how to take it to the next level. They've got some fears around technology or fear of talking on camera or fear of talking on a on a podcast on, yeah on what we're doing podcast video sure. whatever it is yeah so so you know i found that after working with hundreds of people both in the event space well thousands in the event space and geez hundreds in small groups and masterminds and one-on-one that you know the main blocks are this it's accountability it's making sure men need accountability we all wow. need accountability men women yeah. everything but but especially especially men to really um you know keep that competitive fire alive, you know, mm-hmm. that accountability piece really helps with us. So, um, 
but what, what I do is really help them uncover their, their unique and craft their unique message. So the Facer Dragon brand took a while. I went to the mountains of Boulder with the intention of being in a cabin, channeling this, this message through so that I could craft a really cool message that was unique to my life story that wove in everything, all the dragons I faced. I grew up around hundreds of dragons uh, with, at my mom's house. And the point I'm sh why I'm sharing all of this is that that's the stuff I do. It's like we dig through your life experience and how do we create, just like you created Epic Men, like you live an Epic Man life, dude. You, you yep. are living it. So we want the brand to be totally congruent to your core, to your life experience, mm -hmm. to your future life. So, so that's what I do. And then, and then ultimately help, help you raise your fees, help you find clients you know, and, and build programs that will inspire people to say yes and to pay you whatever you want to charge. Mm. And, and to be able to do it all from Costa Rica, hanging out, <laughs> doing what you love, right? I mean, lifestyle. Yeah, and we're big into, Epic Man is big into lifestyle business. Anybody yeah. create a business that's not just about the money and not just about the stuff, but it's truly about your core essence where you derive your power and you derive your passion and to be able to get out of bed every morning excited right? I mean, being lit up and being inspired to go be able to serve others. And you are such an example of this, Brad. I mean, I'm super inspired right now just catching all this. So how nice, about, um, you know, serving your clients in that way? How about if somebody wanted to find more about you? You know, how can they, you know, where do they go? How can they learn more about you if they want to hire you? Tell us a little bit more about that. Cool. So the, the faceyourdragon.com website, I'd recommend you go there and click on the quiz, take the one minute quiz, or you can just go straight to the quiz, which is couragequiz.com. Mm. So essentially the whole brand's really about courage. It's about, it's about using, using your fear and having, you know, not necessarily slaying your dragon, but riding your dragon, like in the movie Avatar mm -hmm. and uh, how to train your dragon. It was like, once they learned that they were, that they were the power, that was, that was when their whole life took off. So, so couragequiz.com, you take a one minute quiz, to help you uncover or discover the number one fear stopping you from earning what you're worth. That's what the quiz is. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where I would start. And um, if you're looking to do a complimentary session, you can see that on the site as well. I do offer a comp session if you qualify uh, to get on the phone and kind of dig in and see if it's a fit. Awesome. Faceyourdragon.com. That's the main site. Yeah, I just want to say that it's a play on Joseph Campbell's quote that the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. Thanks for listening to Epic Men Radio. Rattling the cage and reigniting the fire. Be sure to share Epic Men Radio with other men in your tribe so no one will ever miss a single empowering episode. You can find us at epicmen.com. Epicmen.com.